0: Hello everyone, we have Dev Jyoti Paul, who is a data scientist uh, in Amazon. Uh, we are going to do some conversation around data science topics today, including some career guidance. So Dev Jyoti, thank you very much for spending time out of your busy day.
1: No problem, it's a Sunday by the way. So uh, yeah, so it's a new thing for me. Uh, and uh, thank you for inviting me.
0: Uh, All right, yeah. Yeah. so uh, Dev Jyoti, you were, machine learning engineer before uh, working at Microsoft, and now you're working as a data scientist at Amazon. So talk talk about uh, what you do at Amazon at present, and how does your nine to six uh, day look, look like?
1: Okay, So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm a data scientist at Amazon. So uh, a data scientist typically uh, solves a lot of data oriented problem uh, you know in amazon it depends on team to team the uh, uh, currently like um, like whatever like the main work that uh, i have to do is like uh, there will be some business problems and on that there will be some data and uh, like i will analyze the data and uh, give some business insights which uh, will be used so there are three parts i think which mainly you uh, know it caters to one is i think any data science uh, Uh, job is like first is uh, like you do a lot of pre-processing of the data you look at different kinds of visualization and uh, kind of uh, you know plotting and all these things and uh, and then you try to draw insight from that and then there will be a business problem that you want to solve with the data Uh, uh, and uh, with that you know uh, uh, like you go ahead and uh, you know uh, build a basic solution around it and then uh, you build a you know uh, very you know uh, high you know, high model or something like that to solve the business problem, so this is the I mean the typical rule uh, that I do at amazon uh, so it uh, yeah, almost nine to six strikes it varies from day to day sometimes it do a lot of uh, data crunching and coming up with insights. sometimes it's uh, looking at different graphs and figuring out you know different kinds of uh, influence or different kinds of prediction model or checking on different uh, models. And uh, there will be, you know, days where you know I'll be writing code to uh, code up a model or code up a system that will uh, do some predictive analysis and give some output. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it is a mix of all these things. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, since you talk about uh, the data science in general is used as uh, drawing insights from data and making business decisions. So do you? participate in presentations and things like that, because uh, someone asked me this question on my YouTube channel, uh, what's the importance of storytelling in data science? So can you share some ideas on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, necessary that you know, uh, that you you tell your insights uh, for whatever you got from the data. Uh, uh, to your peers, uh, to your leaders, and to uh, the team which uh, you cater to, uh, uh, and in case of you know service companies, it will be to clients and all these things. So it's important that you tell uh, what exactly are you like. How are you getting the data first of all? Uh, what exactly are your ways of getting the data? Uh, I mean, and then how how you process it, how you visualize it. Uh, so I think uh, that's important. And then, what are the insights that you draw from it? Uh, it, it is like, it should be very genuine looking insights uh, that comes very, you know, that when you look at the data and you say that, okay, it's mostly, you know, correlating different kinds of stuff, saying that uh, this is your the business outcome. So, uh, I think a leader or, you know, a team which is dependent on your team or using the data or products of your team will be mostly look, looking forward to the outcomes of your team data i mean outcomes that they they track for example you know if you are on netflix i mean and and, and i mean uh, uh, like netflix or in, any kind of you know uh, the, you know client service which uh, uh, say and looks at video servicing but they would kind of kind of look at what is the end of the video recommendation that is their output so they want to look at whether i am getting good recommendation or not and Then you can uh, correlate with different kinds of demographics, different kinds of user base, different kinds of genre of movies, and all these things. Uh, And then you need to build up your story that why uh, the data that you got uh, is uh, and how you processed it is important and how it it caters to that insight and how it will help in the business uh, decision in taking some business decision. What is the confidence on that data? I mean, there will be hypothesis testing and all these things, AV testing and all these things. Uh, which will help in taking decisions. Uh, so it's important that you tell uh, stories.
0: Okay. Uh, and in terms of enter- tri- enterprise tools and technology, what do people use? Because when you are in academics, you mainly use Python, Jupyter Notebook, and that's pretty much it. But I'm pretty sure in the industry, people use different kind of tools and technologies.
1: I think uh, in this, uh, uh, I think uh, most of the uh, uh, tech industries uh, use some kind of cloud platform. Uh, It might be AWS, might be Azure, might be uh, Google uh, Cloud, uh, something of that sort. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the tech platform is like you store data in some cloud cloud platform. Uh, Most of the tech companies usually store it in some cloud platform. Uh, And uh, like if your data is not that large, you can prefer to store in your local storage as well. Uh, It depends on how much data you need and and what kind of computation you will be needing. Uh, And then uh, you you, use all this, you know, uh, I think uh, all this cloud storage has their own uh, machine learning stack where you can uh, uh, like AWS SageMaker, uh, Azure I think has their own tools. Google has. there, uh, like uh, and all of these things, I think you can access by Jupyter. There, we'll have uh, installed Jupyter uh, notebooks and all these things where you can uh, get the data, build your models, and deploy the model. So everything that can be built on everything. So all these things will be in the in the cloud platform, and you can process the data and uh, build uh, the models from that. It will not very diffi- different from. Uh, your offline models are in academic model the only difference is that it would be a complete pipeline where you will get the data then you will have some processing steps and uh, and uh, and then you will build the model then you'll, you will know test it uh, and then you will uh, go into production uh, i think the, the the major difference that i saw with academia is that uh, the or, or like sometimes the pipeline is not present and also the scale of the data uh, in most of this you know large companies you will find uh, data data, of data, data, data and that is a bigger challenge why we and i mean why a lot of these tech companies go for you know, cloud company because you have to process so much of data you just can't work it out from yeah you're company. right
0: because if uh, you are in a college you are mostly getting your csv files from kaggle and running jupyter notebook right. on top of right. it in enterprise yeah. uh, you might have your data in oracle or like say hadoop some big data and then yeah. you have to access like terabytes of records. So if you can run the same notebook using the cloud platform in production environment, then I think mm-hmm. you can do better. And when it comes to distributed compute computing, people use PySpark, et cetera, right? Just to right. their performance right. and right. learning model faster. Cool. Right. Uh, Can you talk about your own journey of becoming a data scientist? Because I think you have B Tech in Electrical or Electronics Engineering, right? Electrical, yeah. Electrical, and then you worked as a software engineer, and then now you are a data scientist. So can you can you just tell us like what got you motivated in becoming a data scientist? Right.
1: Uh, So yeah. So. Uh, i think uh, uh like uh, i i was uh, electrical engineer in the bachelor's and then uh like uh, towards the end of uh, my bachelor's i uh, got really interested in data uh, uh, because uh, at that time I was uh, interning at uh, Indian statistical institute uh, in the bioinformatics department uh, uh, so I got really interested in uh, using more intelligent techniques to uh, it. but uh, at that point it was mostly control related stuff control system related stuff so uh, uh, but uh, then isi uh, like in the institute where i did my masters from uh, so isi has a unique course uh, which uh, is like masters in computer science master of technology in computer science uh, the interesting thing about the course is that it uh, it allows you to do Masters uh, uh, in computer science, even if you're not a bachelor's in computer science, uh, and you can be from any department like mining uh, or something like that, and still, uh, you know, uh, uh, still like uh, uh, do uh, uh, like uh, masters there. So yeah, so and and uh, and and the requirement for uh, that course uh, is like you don't have to know a lot of computer science. You can uh, know basic engineering. Uh, and but you have to uh, pass a course on uh, mathematics. Like uh, they have a, a MCQ and uh, like this kind of test in mathematics, and there is an interview, uh, and then there will be engineering stuff. So if you are from electrical, you will be uh, asked you know question around circuit theory and this kind of things. So if you are a computer scientist, then you computer science engineer, then you can go ahead and solve computer science question in that uh, you know in that exam. But the course structure says that. Uh, Non computer science engineer can go ahead and study computer science, uh, and uh, uh, but I mean, uh, and that that gave me, you know, one uh, one opportunity to try out computer science uh, as a you know uh, as a field, uh, and uh, and I, I was always interested in in the statistics part of it because ISI is known for that, and uh, which is the baseline I mean of uh, you know uh, machine learning or data science. And uh, while in ISI, I, I got interested in all this data-oriented stuff, and slowly I you know, studied courses, and uh, then I did my dissertation in natural language processing, which was entirely in deep learning. So yeah, I think the more, I mean, the journey, I mean, the journey from uh, 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 electrical engineer to data science happened mostly in, uh, um, in ISI. Uh, Post ISI, I joined Microsoft as a software engineer, but. Uh, uh, although, like uh, so, Microsoft doesn't have. I think uh, the team that I joined uh, at that time doesn't didn't have this exact segregation of uh, their software engineer and uh, you know machine learning uh, science uh, like machine learning engineer and all these things. So, uh, I, I, I you know from the start I was doing both software engineering and Kind of crunching data and all these things, and then I tried uh, tried a lot of modeling and all these things uh, along with my software engineer, being work, and and that helped me, you know, grow in that uh, field, and uh, yeah, so that that's probably helped me, you know, and and, uh, I mean, and, and was very supportive of uh, you know uh, uh, taking up those uh, uh, projects uh, and uh, so and yeah, I mean uh, once I saw, showed that I had the proper training. I, I kind of you
0: know, uh, got into this modeling. Problems. Wow, yeah. that's, a, that's a very inspiring story because uh, nowadays on my YouTube also, many people ask me this question that they are not from non-computer science background, right? They are either a right. mechanical engineer right. or civil engineer and they want to go towards data science. So for such people, like your, your story is very inspiring for these people. Uh, it kind of shows that they can also do it. Uh, now, right. you did your masters and you do did like proper step-by-step transition. But let's say if someone is a mechanical engineer or a civil engineer and they're doing their regular nine to six job in their field. And if they yeah. want to gradually transition to this field, what kind of uh, advice would you give to them? Like they should, like, should they focus more on coding or statistics or both? Like what's the advice from you? Yeah, I mean it depends on uh, what
1: they are working in. So, if uh, if some uh, mechanical engineer and uh, that per se, I mean, for example, uh, and they're working in uh, IT already, so they'll they'll, they'll be already uh, you know exposed to a lot of coding. Uh, so I think for them it would be a kind of go, going ahead and start uh, start learning a bit of statistics, uh, start learning a bit of Python uh, if they're not already versed in that, and then. Uh, going ahead and taking courses, I think uh, there are lots of uh, you know, open source courses uh, that that I like. If you go to YouTube, you'll find enough number of uh, courses. Uh, one good thing about was that I, I I found it interesting to sit through those one hour lectures of you know uh, 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 like uh, in YouTube of different colleges, and that helped me a lot, uh, like in my bachelor's uh, towards the end of the bachelor's. Uh, but, uh, but if 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 someone is not comfortable with long lecture listen to long lectures uh, one can adopt to you know normal uh, uh, you know open sources uh, moocs i mean they have uh, uh, the massive open uh, sources uh, course course structure them, like edx Coursera, uh, udacity and all these things have enough free courses i think which people can take mm, and there are other professional i think course programs which people do i think uh, uh, Udacity uh, has a paid program. I think I think almost all of the uh, uh, course, uh, this kind of open, uh, open like uh, this. Learning, kind of, platforms uh, are, yeah. learning platforms have there Learning uh, platforms have this. Also, like there are uh, things like Upgrad or uh, Great Learning and all these things which uh, allows people to do a master's or something you know in parallel to their work. Uh, so that I think that, uh, being in a structured program helps a lot of times. Uh, like a person can and, and it depends on at what level you are if you already have uh, uh, already doing a lot of coding uh, you might also try and look out in your own company saying that you know uh, there will be some opportunity might be you know, uh, at least Amazon does allows a lot of uh, software engineers uh, I mean as, as far as I know to transition to uh, ML role I mean they are given the proper guidance and everything uh, so the only thing that they have to do is go and ask their managers to uh, help them in their career, and and, and their their help, uh, and, and and like it, and it can be as simple as that. That just go and you know, and and Amazon actually helps uh, taking courses. You'll uh, it, be like you'll be given you know uh, uh, like you'll uh, pay for taking like you uh, they pay for your Coursera or these kind of courses. Uh, I think wow. uh, so you can choose to you know do your daily job as well as learn on that. And also it can be, you know, like uh, you're doing some projects and that requires a small, you know, machine learning or data science component and you can just go and complete that. And that helps, you know, step by step. I mean, that's kind of the same thing that Microsoft also helped me, that I was doing a lot of uh, like small amount of software at the start, but then I started getting, you know, additional, uh, you know, data science or machine learning part and then I got more versed in it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if you don't have a proper master's for all these things, you can always learn yourself. Uh, but it depends. Like, if you if you think that you are still uh, you know need that coding and all these things, you can you can go ahead and take a, a professional course, uh, maybe part time, maybe distance, or maybe a full time. Uh, I mean, if someone is looking for full time and they are not from computer science engineer, I, I mean, in their bachelor's, I would suggest them just go for uh, ISI course. I mean, uh, that you don't have to also clear gate for that. You can just apply uh, for that, uh, and uh, and then they will be in, uh, exam and interview. Uh, so, but if you don't have that two years completely taking off from your you know work, then you can do a part time course instead. Uh,
0: right. So, so this is for mainly for people who have some coding exposure and who can exactly. get opportunity at their work. And I, I I totally agree with your point that if you are already doing let's say a job as a software engineer now you are right. doing let's say some web app, web or mobile app development but you are interested in data science so what right. i suggest people is that the project that you are working on find some applicability of data science in that project so that right. your management can also appreciate of your effort right a lot of web and mobile app developments when they do like data imports, they have requirements of data imports. Right, so right, right, doing right. data analytics in general, so then use pandas right. and just do using Jupyter Notebook right, so do right. some analysis, right? So that way you are doing some contribution to your project, but at the same time you are learning this okay. in parallel. Right. Now there could be a job where you are not doing programming at all. For example, like if you are a mechanical engineer, or let's say if you are from biomedical engineering, and or you know, even far end of the extreme, let's say you are a BCom or you are a business analyst and you are not in technical role at all. Right. From that point, if you want to move to data science, like what, what would you suggest to such people who, do not have, who have not done any programming at all? So when you say that uh, you do not have
1: not done any programming at all, do you also say that they don't have also, uh, you know, basic stat or math background as well?
0: They will have some. So let's say if you are a BCom or MCom graduate, you will have some basic mathematical and stats background. Right. With that, how can you take that further and you know right. go step by step? So yeah, I mean, I
1: think the three component that is absolutely essential in any data and science or uh, machine learning, you know, uh, is uh, so, I mean programming, uh, maths, and stat. Uh, I mean uh, so. If if someone is thinking that you know uh, they they lack the proper mathematical background like linear algebra or probability and then uh, going to statistic uh, statistics and advanced statistics and all these things, uh, I advise them that take take those courses take you know, s- s- small steps uh, like go and take uh, go to Khan Academy start from the basic. You know, there there are tons of good courses in Khan Academy. You know, I know that. I like uh, them. I mean, yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're from the so basic and you, 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 and uh, even like, sometimes like, uh, you know, I, I also wonder that, oh, I didn't thought it in this instance. There's mm-hmm. a simple extension to this and it's it's far more easy to remember than, you know, uh, So there are tons of those things. Uh, apparently, you know, I think anybody can start I think uh, programming. Uh, I, 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 there's a Bill Gates quote saying that you know, anybody can put something like that. I'm not, I, I don't exactly remember what he said, but uh, like, uh, but I think that that's kind of you can take up small courses uh, in programming, and uh, maybe Python is a good language or R is a good language because I, I have seen a lot of economics people start with R uh, uh, and then the transition to Python. Uh, you don't have to start at C, C++, that's too heavy for non-CS yes. people. Uh, so maybe you can start with R or Python and then uh, get well versed with programming. Uh, you know, just start. By printing a list, start by printing a pattern, uh, then you know, then you'll get you know uh, so you can write out mathematical formulas with that. So once you run linear algebra, you can do matrix multiplication uh, straight away with numpy and all these things. So mm-hmm. all these things we you can do together. and uh, after sometimes you can take a course on algorithms and and be more versed with the compressions part. And then I think uh, the the good thing, so, uh, I think a lot of the, I mean, people who are not from engineering or math background uh, or computer science background actually, they opt for a more business uh, kind of a role where they can drive. So uh, it's not always coding in data science or this kind of things. It's sometimes you, you need to be a business person who understands uh, uh, the machine learning because you need to take, drive the project. You need to be very aware of what, what is happening, uh, you know, uh, and in most of um uh, places where you have to deal with a lot of clients, you need to know that uh, you know what are what are the things that that are driving these things, and you need to get set the right expectation and all these things. So uh, those kind of things are also needed. So I think then people can once they are on the level of programming and at least you know any intermediate level, they can jump into some machine learning course or data science course like a normal uh, working person that we discussed before, and they can. Uh, and they can start their journey. And also, like I think, I, I'll reiterate your point that you can always look for this opportunity in your uh, organization, asking you know, your your uh, manager or your know, management to provide you those opportunities uh, to learn uh, while working. I think that's that's a more easier path
0: than exactly, just, absolutely. Uh, I've seen people where they are working as a business analyst. So they are just doing communication. They don't do any technical work. But in the same organization, let's say there is an engineering team. So what you can do is you can reach out to that engineering team and say, you know, I want to learn coding. And they will be willing to help you. And then help them a little bit in your extra time. Of course, as you're part of 9 to 6 job, you need to do whatever you are supposed to do. But then as in your spare time, you can help the other team. But that way you kind of learn the skills on job and often that is the best way of learning.
1: Yeah, I have seen a lot of, you know, uh, you know, uh, a lot of non-technical people, you know, getting uh, getting uh, along with the engineers and starting to review codes. Uh, and that's a good start because you look at other codes and you learn. I mean, mostly we uh, learn a lot by looking at other people's codes at the very start. See how the code is and what exactly. Figuring out small bits and pieces of logic, and then bam, you're there so writing your own code. Uh, uh, I mean, you can start by looking at very small logics on the code. You can review the code. And, and, and it would be, you know, at least... A better position in coding than you know uh, than if you if you don't do those things. I mean, uh, it, it will help you in in moving forward at least. Like,
0: got it, got it. Uh, so, what are the skills required to get an entry-level data science job? Okay, so I think uh, uh, I mean,
1: as I said, like you need to have programming. I think uh, 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 normal software uh, engineers uh, kind of programming, developer programming is fine, uh, and then Then, I mean, um, the additional thing is like, I think uh, some idea of stat, uh, very, I mean, like A-B testing, hypothesis testing, what is uh, different distributions, Uh, a bit of inferential statistics, uh, and probability, of course. I mean, and uh, then uh, uh, linear algebra helps, I don't know, like, it depends. Uh, uh, And then, uh, data science, like, you, you have to have some basic knowledge of machine learning, like what is classification what is regression what is supervised versus unsupervised learning and maybe some you know model training and all this maybe not very uh, advanced deep learning stuff but till uh, random forest or you know ensemble models those things i, I think helps so i think that that's uh, basics for any data science job it it varies from organization to organization depends on their requirement as well uh, but i think if a person knows uh, this uh, you know uh, um, I think they, they, are, they can qualify for a data science
0: job entry I, I see. So if you have to give any uh, interview tips for entry level data science position, then you mentioned three things, which is programming, statistics, and mathematics, right? right. Those are the things that right. they should focus on. Right. And and how, what, how does the typical interview structure look like in the, in the data science interview, especially for the entry level job? Do they ask you to write code and solve some mm-hmm. problems?
1: So, yeah, I mean, uh, there'll be coding interviews, of course. I mean, uh, uh, that goes like normal coding interviews, uh, like, given a problem. Uh, I don't think it will be as intensive as a software engineer coding interview. Like, -hmm. you'll not be asked to design systems. Uh, But again, it depends on company to company that there might be things where they ask you to design systems. Uh, But uh, that's a programming part If if you can write normal codes, normal uh you know uh, small dynamic programming and this kind of paradigm if you're aware of those things helps uh, uh then coming to the stat part i think uh just you know uh normally inferential statistics you know, if you asked about a good testing or something like that so if you are if you know till i think hypothesis testing i think you are, you are good to go for any uh, data science interview uh and uh, then on the mathematics part i don't think like you need to know till calculus, linear algebra and probability would help uh, if you are into deep learning or neural networks, then you have to get a part of calculus uh, or if you are writing or, you know, say own machine learning model, where you have to write the optimization function, then you will need a, a bit of calculus as well to uh, work with, but as an entry level thing, I don't think
0: that that's quite, you know, essential. Okay, and how much they should focus on data structures?
1: uh i think uh, yeah i mean uh, if you are uh, supposed to code up some algorithms i think uh, basic data structures help i mean at least knowing python data structures will be helpful like what is a list what is a tuple what is a dictionary uh, at least you know those kind of things at least what is data frames and all these things so at least python based data structures if someone knows and knows the difference that okay uh, what happens in a dictionary versus what happens in a, in a list uh, how can i use a basic lambda functions uh, those things kind of help because uh, I think if you are learning a dictionary, you, you will always go and look for a hash map. Uh, you will have some idea of hash map uh, on the go. If you're looking for, you know, a, a list, you will have an array. Uh, Already built into your system, or at least you know, uh, linked list. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to visualize linked list if you're not, not coded in C, but I, I don't think a lot of people will, uh, uh you know, have uh, because they, they don't have uh, coded in C or C. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you know Python basic to what is the difference between tuple and list, and all this, I think that that
0: helps. Okay. And so are there any resources or blogs that you suggest to learn data science? You you, you mentioned general YouTube, Udacity, those kind of courses. Right, right, right. Uh, but are there any blogs, et cetera, that you follow in specific to keep yourself up to date with uh, data science trends? Yeah,
1: I, I follow three kind of like uh, three blogs, you know, very uh, often, like, uh, one is Amazon research uh, blogs a day and we publish uh, then Google AI and uh, uh, Microsoft has these three things. I, I you know, uh, like, like there, there'll be updates, like I have said some, uh, uh, like Facebook or some kind of thing where they keep on posting some papers or something like that and just go and read. Then, like, like, often I don't get time to read a lot of papers. So mm-hmm. I think what I go uh, do is like just Google uh, with the paper name or the concept on the, uh, uh, and if you Google it, you'll find some blogs which are explained it. Uh, I think uh, for this two hours data science or uh, data science on medium blogs are, are quite useful. Uh, 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 there is Karpathy's blogs which is quite good. Uh, I think uh, I think and Karpathi Karpathy or something and that's the guy's name. So if you just Google it, you'll find that. Uh, I think you will find so that. We will... The first few... All
0: right. Yeah. So we'll link all those blogs in
1: the video description. Sure. Sure. I think those kinds of things you can just follow, uh, and those are quite helpful. I think. I think the. I mean, and the best thing to do is like if you, uh, uh, like if you're looking for a concept, suppose you are you read some paper, a uh, latest paper that is published, just go and t- Google that concept. You'll find top three blogs which are already suggested by Google. Go and you know study those. I think those will all be helpful. So for this, right. I think two or sense science or medium blogs are, are mostly helpful. I think
0: i see all right that is really helpful um, so do you have any general advice for data science aspirants
1: yeah i mean uh, uh, general advice in the sense like uh uh yeah i mean uh if you are uh not uh if you're from a technical background i mean just uh if you are you are uh, just stopping yourself because you you are not into computer science or uh, this i think uh i think this tip will help a, little. a lot of physicists uh have Jumped into data science uh, because they find it very interesting. So uh, it's not that it's only computer science or only stat people here. Uh, there's a lot of non, uh, uh, you know, non computer science, non stat people also working, and they're doing a lot of good stuffs. So, uh, you know, a lot of astronomical, uh, you know, physics or stats. I've been driven by machine learning right now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, if you go to Kaggle and type out, I think there's a think there's a Sun um, has some data which Uh, which is a hugely imbalanced data set. I forgot the name of that, so you'll find that it it has immensely uh, influenced other things. If if you are into finance, I think you'll definitely find some kind of uh, financial data. Stock market prediction is one of the biggest thing, and I think, uh, you know, then there is, I think, uh, like economics also, if you're in economics and want to start data science, I think I, think I, I, I have seen a lot of my you know peers uh, who are in economics, so uh, they reach out to me saying that, uh, how, how do I start, study data science and all this. And so I always say that, you know, stock market very well, or you know, uh, you know, uh, stock market news very well. I mean, go and look for sentiment messages on stock market news and that will be there, you know, you know, both both the things and you will be very well. I mean, you, that, is, that is a good starting point for you uh for people who are non uh non-engineering non uh the math uh, people i think uh, the good way to start is uh starting a bit of uh you know non-technical way just read through blogs if you don't understand the maths, it's fine just read through take i i i, I a lot of people might give a you know uh, roll, roll their eyes, but uh, take Andrew in you know, course uh, uh, of, uh, you know, basic, I think that that's quite helpful for a non, uh, you know, computer science or non-technical guy, and that, that's quite that's, uh, helpful. So, and then once you starting, you started getting versed with and uh, get interest in the math and the CS part, then you can always take more, you know, uh, uh, more advanced courses and, and update yourself.
0: I see. All right. So the the advice that I give to uh, non-computer science people is that uh, if you're targeting data scientist role, then uh, to be realistic, it's going to be a long journey because there is a lot of you have to cover, right? You have to
1: cover math,
0: statistics, programming. Programming itself is pretty big. So if you have some time constraint and if you're looking for a job immediately, I advise them to pursue data analyst role instead of data scientist. Cause that way the entry barrier is relatively less. And right. once you are in data analyst role, you're kind of in a data science world. When we say data science, actually data scientist is not the only job. Data science has right, 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 right. So different it's roles. a
1: right. huge platform Yeah,
0: Yeah. So huge like data, umbrella. yeah right. Exactly. Many different roles, data analyst, data scientist, data engineer, business analyst, bi analyst. So once right. you are in that umbrella you kind of start learning things step by step and then you advance your skills and then you can move probably from data analyst to data scientist role. So, yeah. Uh, So, Dev Jyoti, thank you very much for your time. I think this was an amazing conversation and people are going to, I'm pretty sure they are going to uh, find it very, very useful. Um, So, yep, thank you very much. And you have a nice day
1: yeah same to you same to you uh, uh, and thanks for inviting i hope it is useful for uh, the viewers Yep. Yeah. cheers